You're listening to NGSC Sports Radio. Hear us live on NGSCSports.com, where you can get awesome analysis on all things sports. Or check out our podcast on iHeartRadio, Spreaker, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and much more. For our latest videos, subscribe to NGSC Sports' YouTube channel. Follow us on Twitter at NGSC Sports, and like us on Facebook, NGSC Sports. We never stop. Are you looking for a place to listen to your favorite music and sports? Look no further. WLSN, the Lieb Sports and Music Network, is a web-based music and sports network. Our network was created to provide authentic, high-energy entertainment through live streaming to a national audience. We play popular music while hosting podcasts from all over the world. Curious? Check us out on the web at LeapSports.com. That's L-E-E-I-B sports.com. Or find us on the TuneIn Radio app. Got Alexa? Just say, Alexa, play WLSN on TuneIn. WLSN is America's number one blog-themed sports and music network. Hey, everyone in. Let's go. Huddle up on three. One, two, three. Huddle Huddle up. up. I mean, no one comes into our house and pushes us around. This is your game now, gentlemen. Russian three, dropping eight. Uyunglele steps up, no. loads and throws. It's caught. It's pitched backwards, up in the air. It's on the ground, still in Clemson's hands. And now it is down. It is over. And the Irish have knocked off number one Clemson. Fans on their feet. Rally towels are being waved. Brad Lidge stretches. The 0-2 pitch, swing and a miss, struck him out. The Philadelphia Phillies are 2008 World Champions of Baseball. Eller for the draw. And as the puck drops, the words that D.C. fans have been waiting to hear since 1974. The Washington Capitals are the 2018 Stanley Cup champions. And now, welcome everyone to the Huddle Up Podcast. We're not going to be fucking sunk this year. We're the Stanley Cup champions. Yeah. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Huddle Up Podcast. As we uh, sit here, the three of us, on a uh, on a Sunday night, August the eighth. I see uh, my two uh, my two cohorts here are uh, thrilled to have heard that fantastic audio that has graced uh, that has graced the airwaves. The but, worst uh, intro ever. No, don't, don't, don't. Listen, listen, please. 
Let before we before the shit talk commences, our home network NGSC Sports NGSC Sports dot com, the our secondary home, the Leib Sports and Music Network L E E I B Sports dot com. I'm glad to be joined uh, tonight uh, with friends that I jump on Ernest's podcast many a times, and and I think you've been a guest here before. I think both of you guys may have been. I guess here once before. It's hard to keep track called, of things. Called in a lot. Yeah. I'm, it, back when back when the the uh, Dallas O line was newly formed and amazing, I did have that conversation with you that they should have been the MVP that year. Those were those were the days, weren't they? Ninety three, ninety two. Oh, jeez. <laughs> well, don't worry. We'll we'll get to you. But uh, Ernest EJ, Ernest Christian, and uh, Kyle Effin Nash, boys. How are you, Ernest? How you doing tonight? I can't call it, man. It's just like a, what, a podcast two weeks in the making. Yeah, yeah. It's we've been working on getting this one yeah. uh, for a little while, but we knew it was going to happen. It was all right. a matter of when. I, I mean, listen, it's really all EJ's fault. His priorities of putting his oh, wait, wait, you're the asshole. Talk to the last week. We talked about it. Excuse me. This guy putting his wife's mental health before a podcast. What an asshole! <laughs> <laughs> hey, we that that guy is right. Man, just the worst, just the worst. But uh, Kyle, uh, I think you had some shit talk to start us oh, with. I mean, it'll be a, it'll be I, a. I, I, I thought, I thought it through, and, and, and over. Listen, beyond the fact that that you're playing stuff that like you do realize they lost the, the conference, right? Look, that's but not the point. That, like, I, I think after thought, I, I I can't really talk that much trash because at the end of the day, you're more in touch with the present day than Dolphins fans. I'll give you that much. That's fair. <laughs> that is very fair. Yeah, I don't. Uh, wait, are we? Are we t- wait, are we still talking Jim's uh, the whole up promo, the whole up intro to the show because I had to deal with the fucking Phillies. Number one, or Met fan, I got swept this weekend uh, by the Phillies. Of course. First of all, problem one, you're a Mets fan. You should be used to dismay and 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 misery by now. I mean, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm why don't you just beg, beg for abuse? Like, see, it wasn't you caring about your wife's mental health. It's because you were afraid of getting hit if you didn't do it her way. That's how much you're used to abuse. No, that's not true. Lord, I like that, ladies and gentlemen. That's a joke. At the yes. <laughs> Affirmative. <laughs> no, EJ, I tried to explain this to you uh, yesterday when you were complaining about the Mets. Come join me in Baltimore, Okay. The Oriole, I know what to expect. They're going to suck every year. Every so often, you'll have a magical season. Like, what was that? 2015, where they, like, get to the second round of the playoffs. And, like, it was literally like the world. It was like a World Series victory for me. I'm like, this is fantastic. I'm watching the Orioles in October. Like, just come. But every other year, you know, we're just, it's going to suck. We're going to suck. We're going to lose games at times like 16 to 2. There's no expectation there. You 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 have a team that you think is going to be good, and then they disappoint you. Just be an Orioles fan. There's no disappointment here. See, it was that mentality that got Cal Ripken Jr. the record for the most games started or played or whatever it was. I mean, you know, just think, screw it. Just show up. You'll be fine. Boom. That's why he got the record. Okay. Oh, is this show live to the, to the masses right now? No, we're with it. This is a this is a record. This is a record only. This one was secured. Too. We're yeah. We we're, we're in a secured, safe location. <laughs> yeah, because well, I just talked baseball. That usually means Armageddon. Right, right. We're, and Ernest, you look like you're in a, a nuclear fallout shelter. So you know, I didn't say it this time during the recording. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, anyway, I do the show on Skype. You get the you get the little fake backdrop. It's great, and then you have to do the show here. It's like, oh boy. Well, if you yeah. did like uh, most humans can do, and actually put things behind them, I don't know what you want. I, what, what like you there's there's about? no green screen. Oh, this is I'm sorry. Did I bump my sign, Joe Montana football? It's like a fucking flea market. Like it's all live. <laughs> like a flea market spoken like once a the being. once the the football season starts, I'm back doing this live weekly. I actually have football stuff behind me, but I'm fat, I'm lazy, and I just leave all my three count stuff up during the off season. Well, Deal with it. Put on those large bags of popcorn from the movie theater. Oh, I was gonna bring down. I have a huge bucket of caramel corn from the beach that my that my buddy brought Holy me back. Oh, dude, it's uh, so good, and it's like it's like a I think it's like a three gallon bucket, and it's just the best. <laughs> it lasts forever. Um, but but oh, let's let's, uh, let's let's get started here because there, there's things and, and there's more NFL to talk about than there is anything else. But. Um, the college landscape seems like it's going to be uh, kind of on the shift here soon. Uh, Texas and uh, Oklahoma uh, will be moving to the SEC in uh, 2025. Um, and I, I did love this. I saw last week uh, Steve Spurrier was on uh, with Paul Feinbaum. I don't like Paul Feinbaum, but the the quote yeah. here the quote here is 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 great nonetheless. When uh, when Spurrier was asked about. Uh, what would incentivize Texas and Oklahoma to leave the Big 12? He said, well, if you're going to struggle in the Big 12, you might as well struggle in the SEC. <laughs> right? And it's such a great quote. Hey, the I, man. There are things out there where people might say that quote is fake. Having been in pressers with Steve Spurrier by way of the Orlando Apollos, yes, that is him. I don't need to want that. Oh, he's he's – He's great. So, whichever you wants to wants to to start here, but the you know, and I know there's been various reports about potential other schools that that could be on the move: Michigan, Ohio State, Clemson, Florida State, others. Florida State thinks they could compete in the maybe in field hockey or something. Definitely not football. Well, you know, it's so weird. Like I've been a Florida State fan for thirty one years. And these last couple of years, man, I, I even when even when Florida State struggled at the end of Bowden era, they were still like eight and four and you know, nine and three. They were so competitive, you know, you you, you know what you we were getting every year. The fact that they done they barely make the bowls or they're missing bowl games now is it's it's I'm and now they're getting shut every year. I'm I'm, I'm not used to this, man. This is so bad. I mean, I'd hate to be this guy, but you know, speaking from the guy with the Aaron Evans original lineman picture there. Um, <laughs> the, um, the the problem lately has been the O-line in general. Yeah. I, I'll put it this way, EJ Christian, everyone in the ACC not called Clemson is weaker. Yeah. You no. Know? And I'm sorry, I don't count your mercenaries, Jim. We've been over this. That's fine. I, I'm I'm happy it's 2021 and Notre Dame is no longer in a f- conference for football, so I'm better. Yeah, I, I don't know how permanent that will be, but hey, you know, get it while you can. Right, at least at least for now we're still independent. But, yeah, with everything that's going on uh, in college football, that, that could certainly be something that changed. The thing I've said for years with, with Notre Dame, I said until college football basically calls Notre Dame's bluff, they'll remain independent. If there comes a point where, um, you know, it's, it's going to be basic, you know, not totally impossible, but it's going to be a, a much more diff- difficult road than it's always been because Notre Dame does have to be undefeated to, to get into a playoff. But if, you know, if college football makes it more difficult with how they might structure 
with whatever's going to happen with conferences, whatever, you know, restructuring is going to happen to the playoff, college football may force Notre Dame's hand. That's just something that's going to have to be watched uh, as the time gone. But before we obviously dig into this, um, as we're recording today, Bobby Bowden passed away this morning, uh, obviously legendary coach um, of Florida State. But, uh, you know, we, we obviously want to recognize that, um, you know, Hated hated when Notre Dame played against him, but I mean he's one of the one of the best ever to walk the sidelines. So, uh, just wanted to recognize that. But yeah, I mean the 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 scope of of you know, and obviously it changes college sports. But but we're focusing on the football side here with uh, big changes in the Big Twelve. What do you guys think? EJ, start off, man. I I could go for a while. Is is this a reaction probably to what's impending going to happen with with uh, you know? players getting paid and then everything else of that, of that nature, you know, with the playoff probably increasing to probably eight team, maybe more in the future. You think this is all a, a reaction to this? Cause oh, this came out of nowhere. These, these teams leaving the conferences, this came out of nowhere. It's very interesting. Uh, a concept you mentioned that I'll see that and raise you the fact that the American athletic conference, which is better than the ACC um, is, wow. is finding themselves in a position where you, if you look at the cities where those colleges are located, versus the American Athletic Conference being uh, in relatively more prominent cities like Houston, New Orleans, Memphis. Right. Hell, Orlando is counts compared to, like, let's say, Gainesville or Tallahassee. Sure. But, it, you know, it ain't a huge city in and of itself. But the way that that program under Gus Malzahn has come to embrace the, 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 the player marketing yeah. is, is, is special in its own way. Um, and I'll put it this way, EJ, that might be a factor, but I couldn't tell you exactly how um, money still is a factor, though, because it's very interesting that the, that that Texas and Oklahoma, the, the, the two teams that basically account for half of the media dollars in the deal um, are the ones that move. So the Big 12 is in big trouble. And for all the schmack I talk on the ACC, because they are overrated as hell. Um, that's why a mercenary beat the hell out of them last year. The um, up until the last game, of course. Sorry, Jim. That's no, it, that's 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 reality. The, that's a reality I know all too well as an Notre Dame fan. That was silly. That was silly. <laughs> you know, and listen, for all the trash I talk on Brian Kelly, listen, I don't care how weak the competition is. Four ten win seasons in a row for the first time in the program's history is a big deal. So I definitely want to make sure that prop is given. But. Um, Seeing the Big 12 kind of fall apart isn't a bad thing because how many times have they sent a sacrificial lamb to whoever, you know, to get destroyed? Oklahoma, how many times has been that lamb, right? right. Uh, you know, and to, maybe the thought, I, I'm speculating here, but they took the biggest monetary power, which is Texas, by way of the Longhorn Network, mm -hmm. and the best football power, arguably, certainly at least recently with Oklahoma, combined their force, you know, with our powers combined, became Captain Planet and ran like hell, right? <laughs> um, so it'll be interesting with the if, with all the talk of the AAC and the Big 12 linking up even uh, allegations of uh, collusion between Mike Oresco and ESPN and the ACC, or excuse me, AAC and all that uh, brewing in the works is all very compelling stuff. But I'll tell you this, just from a personal opinion, um, if the Big 12 dissolves, don't find me crying over that spilled milk. My only regret is that it wouldn't be the Pac-12 instead. In fact, I'll tell you right now, I expect that to happen. If you, you, lose, you lose the RBZ, two biggest teams in that conference. Oh, yeah, yeah. 
it, it's gonna happen. It's it, it's it's the it's just the short fall of what's gonna happen in the next two or three years. Who knows? Because cash wise, it puts them closer to being on par with the American. That's correct. Yeah. You know, I, apparently defense um, isn't an expense they're willing to pay. You know, I'm talking more trash on the Big Twelve. This is what no, I'm that's doing. fine. I'm I'm here for all of that. But, <laughs> but I mean, a day's in. Honestly, I think when you consider um, the programs that are there, Cincinnati, a notoriously just nasty team uh, within the trenches, uh, the defense especially. Even before Desmond and Rinder were uh, were uh, and, and company were a factor uh, of late, making it to the NY six last year. Um, uh, Temple, who's a weaker team, always very nasty. I mentioned these because these are teams that play defense. Memphis has had a relatively stout defense. UCF defense kind of sucked of late, but their offense is on air raid levels with the Big 12. So it's not like they can't put up stats and things on the board, too. Tulane is relatively tough in the trenches. It will change the makeup of the football you're used to seeing. A hundred percent. And, and yeah. like, this is this is something because, yes, I you know, we, we – we I, we did chuckle at the, the 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 prospect of Florida State being one of the other names that I, I've seen brandished about. Now, whether or not these are just um, you know sports media guys looking to get clicks on a Twitter post, or or if there's any actually smoke to a fire um, with with linking schools like Michigan, Ohio State, Clemson, Florida State, that those are all you know big name schools, the recognizable name schools. So I I, I don't know what what's there. But I, I, I think this is going to be a really interesting thing to watch. Uh, you know, as we know, this is coming uh, 2025. So there's a couple of years in play here um, in, in terms of who who might shift elsewhere. You know, I don't, I don't know where uh, a lot of these schools' contracts are with their conferences that they're currently in. But, um, you know, if, if, this is, if this is somewhat of a, of a power play, I don't want to just say – by the SEC, but but as we're seeing the landscape shift and move with the name image likeness thing, which has has you know I think we talked about that um, on Ernest on your show the last time we were all together a bit, and and, and like this is maybe kind of the, a, a shift of away from the Power Five and the you know the what's the like the next level and and all of that and and what's going to happen to the Big Twelve and then you know the like you said the Pac twelve is always. Has, has for years been, uh, you know, they're not going to get anybody in a playoff unless there's expansion. Uh, maybe occasionally, whoever wins the Pac-12 might miracle their way into that four spot, but they're going to get slaughtered either way. So, you know, this maybe we're we're moving away from this this the structure that we've known in, in terms of the powerhouse when we're talking college football. Uh, that that the the structure of the sport that we know and and love on Saturdays in the fall is is on the change what what I've heard said by Gus Malzahn um again just because I'm closest to UCF excuse me as a program I hear him say sure um the way he put it was the the landscape of college football is changing every day now at first I would have scoffed at that but (laughs) not so much now but Here's here's the thing that I want to make sure site isn't being like anybody who's talking about the Big Ten moving. Generally speaking, I don't see that happening right now. Maybe Maryland will go back to the ACC where it right. belongs. Maybe the Big Ten will become ten teams again. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's a that's that's really the worst case scenario for me for them. 
obviously, I think what the SEC may be trying to do is is um, kind of make an empire out of it. And it would be interesting if they acquired UCF in the Orlando area because then they might be able to get rights to the Imperial March from Disney somehow. So that's really kind of what I think the goal – no, I'm kidding. I don't think UCF is <laughs> going to the SEC. I really just wanted to make the Imperial March music joke. But um, – you know, honestly, I think there's some there there in that the SEC sees the expanding landscape with the 12 uh, potential 12 team playoff scenario, which I think is too many. But um, I think they're doing that to make sure that they still dominate the prestige. They still dominate the regular season and the headlines, you know, that fall, 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 pine, fall, pine foam. I'm going to stick with that. Um, but. <laughs> But um, that, that, that everybody's favorite SEC uh, analyst that talks more about a, uh, UCF than some of his own to, uh, schools, um, you know, if he's talking about them, they're relevant. And I think that's what the SEC is trying to achieve is to make sure, um, sure, they may not win the championship, but they're going to have the most prestige. They're going to have the most power. They're going to man the most media. They're going to be the most talked about. I, I listen. Uh, Lex Luthor wouldn't even let Otisburg happen. I'm just saying. Right. <laughs> yeah, EJ, what do you think about the, the the changing landscape in college football? I think it's interesting. I just think that, uh, we're, that these next um, five or ten years, you know, like I said, with, with the, the naming rights stuff and the, these conferences could be going down under and these schools condensing to bigger conferences, I, I, I just think we are in for a major, major shift um, I don't think we've seen in our lifetime, really, honestly. Maybe since what we before we did the, B, the, the BCS and all that stuff. I mean, this is major. major. The next roast Mies- most roast Mieson? most recent thing roast, we, roast the of the uh, the Big East, right? Right. Yeah, but just then they went under. I mean, they didn't go under. I mean, well, they did go under. Yeah, they did go under actually. But um, yeah, this is, this is, this is, I mean, to be honest, for me, honestly, right now. There's so much going on with, with that college football right now in just in this last month and a half alone that it's hard to keep up what's going on. Like, there's so much shit going on. Yeah. It's a lot. And it's a lot. And, and no, it's not, it's not just rumors anymore. It's now actual things that are in motion that are fluid right now. So it's a lot to take in. But, you know, is it could it be partially, partially because, of the, because of the coronavirus and the pandemic? Maybe I mean things. Have, a lot of people's finances and the way they look at money now has, has changed. I'm sure, a lot of way people people do business these days now. I mean, it's, it's, I'm sure it's influenced to some degree. Um, I don't know. It's a lot going on, man, and and I, I, I still don't know if it's good or bad, honestly. I, and that's why I'm, I'm kind of where I'm, I'm kind of like on the fence. I'm, I don't know. I don't know if it's all positive or negative. I mean, players getting paid. I, I like that, obviously, but beyond that is 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 uh you know the sc gobble more major schools look i know texas oklahoma overrated but they're still major schools is that good for the for the sport of college football i don't know we'll see yeah it's 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 going to be fascinating to see how uh how all of this shakes out and, and like we said i mean for for me um just to, to see the the potential impact it has on on my team um, is, is certainly out there as well. So it's definitely going to be something that I'm sure we'll talk about, whether it's here, whether it's on, on, on your guys' shows, whatever. But uh, let's let's shift here now uh, to the NFL. Lot, lots of stuff going on. Obviously, training camps uh, are underway. Uh, but the, the big saga, you know, we were talking a little bit about it. It was still kind of in its uh, learning stages. Now we, we know a little bit more 
uh, at this point in terms of Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. We know he's going to be uh, the quarterback there this year, which I'm, I think, Kyle, you had uh, you, you had pegged that one down back in like March, so kudos to you, sir. Um, but we know uh, the – um, the 2023 year in Rogers contract, um, would be voided. Uh, he reports camp for this year would be voided. Uh, no franchise tags allowed in the future. Uh, the Packers, uh, will, uh, review his situation after this upcoming season. Uh, his contract adjusted, no loss of income to give Packers more cap room now. Um, and, uh, mechanisms are in place to address Rogers issues, uh, with the team. Um, so what where do you guys stand with Aaron Rodgers and the Packers and and the whatever took place to get him to show up to Lambeau for camp this year uh Kyle we'll start with you Listen I I mean I know that I'm a guy that 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 is more critical of Tom Brady than most people uh, mostly because you want to tell me he's the goat and yet can't move a single lick left or right within a pocket worth looking at me <laughs> What's the matter, Patriots fan? Take it easy. Um, but the um, no, I, 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 and this is actually this isn't even a shot at EJ. This is a conversation he and I have had that really, if you want to make the conversation about most accomplished quarterback, of course it's Tom Brady. You want to make a comment about um, one of, if not the smart, smartest quarterbacks, not named Peyton Manning, it's Tom Brady. Yeah. Um, though, here's here's the piece that I add. Here's somewhere else. Here's something else where Tom Brady is LeBron James smart. And that's in the way his contract works. Now, granted, Aaron Rodgers in the past was dating Olivia Munn. He had the opportunity to have the rich significant other and shirked it. <laughs> the problem that he both, both he and our good friends, uh, uh, EJ, uh, Russell Carrington Wilson, the actual 2017 and 2019 MVPs. We're still doing this, huh? What's that? We're still doing this, huh? Till death do I part, bitches. Moving on. I um, do. <laughs> so, um, and in 2013, he wasn't the best quarterback in the league like you thought. I'm just saying. Dude, I never, I never said that. Always, always then. So, at any rate, um, you know, the model is you want to say, hey, hey, I want better roster surrounding me. While also holding out the 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 Glock with which you are robbing the team, salary rise. Now I don't necessarily think that uh, Rogers is robbing anybody. It's a metaphor. Um, obviously, he he as far as quarterback worth is is absolutely one hundred percent in the quarterback market. He should be towards the top, if not the top. I'm totally feeling that. Correct. But at the same time, you are handcuffing the salary cap. Um, and also right after a pandemic where things are gonna, going to constrict quite a bit. Um, that's really the only beef I have with Rodgers. Um, everything else, listen, as as the GMs go, this wasn't quite as – what's his word? Um, it wasn't the same as um, the whole Brett Favre situation where the dude was floundering and flip-flopping more than any shoe you'll find on the beach. Sure. They just straight up did not talk with this cat, and then they were surprised when he got cheesed off. Folks, guys, friends, 
This is a man whose own brother publicly has thrown him under the bus as being a difficult human being. Craig Jennings goes on Coward, uh, 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 Colin Coward all the time and on one of the interviews specifically points out that Aaron Rodgers is kind of a difficult human being to work with because he's so good at his job, right? And you're shocked that when you didn't tell him this was happening, he got pissed. Now, granted, I don't advocate saying, screw you guys, I could do Jeopardy as a, <laughs> as a negotiating uh, a tactic. That's kind of shitty. But is anybody really, really surprised Aaron is pissed here? I, I never I never understood. He should be pissed. He should have been pissed. He should be pissed. Right. At the end of the day, um, both sides got it right. Got it right. Both, both sides won. You know, basically a three-year contract turned to two years. You know, you, you play out this year. We'll see what happens at the end of the year. I mean, look, the, the, only, the only way I see him come back next year is if, if they win the Super Bowl. Anything short of that, I can see this marriage ending by next by, by the end of this year because it's clear the Packers want it's clear that the Packers want to at some point exit stage right out of this era and go to Jordan Love at some point. That 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 is obvious. Both sides won. My future is Jordan Love, who the Packers <laughs> are so afraid of speaking, they won't bring him to the mic. And they're not even sure he's going to be good enough to start when Aaron Rodgers, and that's a win-win. The optics are the op- the, look. The optics are that they trade up for this guy. Bad optics. Uh, but, here, but Kyle, here's the thing, though. Here's the thing people don't understand. I, at the end of the day, as good as Rodgers is, I'm one of the biggest Rodgers advocates on the planet. They, 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 they necessarily didn't do anything wrong here. If you look at Rodgers' last couple of years prior to him drafting Love, the guy was getting banked, was getting hurt every single season. To the point where you started wondering, okay, will he actually hold up going forward? One of the most overrated offensive lines of the year, relatively. I don't disagree with the with the. And you're gonna blame him for shouldering more burden. You know, no, no, again, I, I'm not. But happened here. No, but 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 I'm not I'm not blaming Rodgers for that. But the, the fact of the matter is this: he he does get hurt. Whatever reason, the line sucks. Obviously, and I agree with you on that. The, the line sucked even back in 2020 and 10 when they won the Super Bowl. To the record. I'm just saying that. Thank you for that. No, no, it's, but it's the truth. I mean, um, a, a personality we both know chastised me for that, but you know. Oh, really? Oh, yes. Someone that we always talk about? No, not oh. lately. Oh, God, no, no, no. Darling fan. It's somebody I haven't heard from in, in a long – either of us have heard from in a long time. Bottom line, I mean, I don't blame the Packers for what they did. It's just the way they did. The, op, the, the, the optics are bad because they actually traded up for the guy, number one. You know, that, 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 Rodgers out of the conversation doesn't lose you at all. Say, say that one more time. Leaving Rodgers out of the process doesn't seem completely foolish to you at all. That bothers me. Yes. Yeah. If they didn't do that, this wouldn't be a problem, and maybe Rodgers would be there. That's your win-win. I am still poor Rodgers in the situation, though. Of course. Bottom line. I'm just saying I just don't blame the Packers. They did, like, looking out and see, okay, well – this guy's gonna hurt me here. What reason? You, you, so, EJ, you're, you're, yeah, you're, you're saying you understand why the Packers moved to get love because of Rogers' injuries that were occurring. But from what Kyle's saying is, is the the reason they got to that point is because the Packers failed to put the proper pieces around him, and oh, then I, so the, oh, yeah. the the Packer the Packers the Packers have been more reactive than proactive, and that's kind of the problem here. Well, that too, they left. Rodgers out of the conversation where they were drafting with somebody who could be an alleged replacement. 
Right. What's well, kind of better question now? Because we, we see a situation now with, with quarterbacks and empowerment and player empowerment, and all that. Aaron Rodgers this year with the Packers, Russell Wilson earlier this this uh, offseason. You know what happened with, with the Seahawks and his well not he, quarterbacks have input. Where do you guys stand on that? Do you think do, should quarterbacks have more input and say so with personnel? I say yes. I think I think oh. it depends. I think it depends on the quarterback. Like if Correct. if you have a guy. That is established. If you have a guy, especially that's won you a Super Bowl or more, or has gotten you deep into the playoffs, into those positions, if he's a guy that you're going to commit three, five, seven, ten years of your franchise to, you absolutely better be putting that guy in the conversation. Now, should the Jaguars be, you know, having those conversations with Trevor Lawrence today? Probably not, because you know, as good as he was in college, we don't know if he's going to be that good in the NFL. You wait you wait until you see what what that guy is. Like Well, let's ask Tony Khan that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that like that's the thing. I it, it's it's situationally based, but it but if there is a team that um is is invested in their quarterback, then absolutely that guy should be in the conversation. Well, and, every team's invested in their quarterback. Well, I I think it's a matter of of are we looking at a future Hall of Famer, right? Like for example, Obviously, Sunshine Trevor Lawrence ain't going to be in that list. I don't think Dak belongs there. I don't think at least Matt not yet. At least not yet. I'll agree with that. Sure. Um, I don't think who's another uh, blah, 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 blah. Lamar Jackson. Uh, um, Lamar Jackson. But John Watson, I think, might be the lowest tier quarterback who I can make an argument for. And the only reason he has the argument for is he could come to the table and say, "Listen, bitches." You done, you done made my cupboard bare. Fill it or I'm out, which he's kind of already done. And, and, and also, not just to, not just to, you know, who the quarterback is, also to whether the team identifies that that guy as the future of this franchise. And if that team identifies that guy as the future franchise for the next five, ten years, yes, they should have input without question. Uh, yeah, I, I think it's dangerous to to set it by by looking at it from the team's perspective. I think you need to do it based on what the player is. And if he is a, I mean, hell, Kirk Cousins was supposed to be the future in Washington before they became the WFT. Yeah, but do you really think the Red Tails should staple that to him? I'll see that and raise you. Do you think Kirk Cousins should be determining the future of, should he have had the say in the Stephon Diggs trade? Hell no. I'm, you know. Right. Yeah, I think it, it, it depends oh. on the team. It depends on the structure of the organization. It depends on who the quarterback is. And it de- it depends on the uh, the personality of the quarterback. If you have a quarterback that's like, you know, it, like I mean, a guy like a guy like Rodgers, you know, with with his diff- his personality, should absolutely have been part of the conversation because you could avoid a lot of the problems this organization has had. Russell Wilson too, also should be should be consulted. And he's looked at. I'm not saying you should do what he says, but he should be in the part of the process, part of the input guy. That's oh yeah, that. teams definitely. You know, the it, part of that whole discussion, teams have to be careful. You know how much wielding power they give to to the quarterback and 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 their input. But in in in, in at least a what close to close to 10, 10 teams or a third of the league, maybe that that many quarterbacks should well, at least have some say or discussion. It'd be part of that discussion. I'll do say that Prescott's in that conversation too. I mean, they're paying him as such now, so obviously they've committed to him. Might as well. 
you're still looking at it from the franchise point of view, EJ. I think it's a matter if this decision, if if, if I'm a GM, okay, my decision is based on can I win the battle two places? Hey, when have you won a playoff game lately? And B, can I win the court of public opinion over the quarterback? In Dak Prescott's case, I can talk schmack on both. Though I grant his playoff record ain't his fault. Aaron Rodgers went all Aaron Rodgers on that MFR, and he should have won at least one round and probably another. Yeah. But enough about that. Does that still hurt, Jim? Does, does, does that game still hurt you? Uh, dude. So, not as much as the Des Bryant catch. Look, so, look, okay. So obviously, I live in a region where there's a lot of Patriot slash Brady haters. Because a lot of people in my region, Pittsburgh fans, Eagles fans, Giants fans, Jets fans, Bills fans, there's a lot of teams in this region, uh, Ravens fans, that have been hurt by Tom Brady. Uh, playoffs, whatever, critical games down the stretch. My, I don't know about that Tom Brady hurt. I just know we we, we play Super Bowls, we beat them, so whatever. My, my Yeah, your Patriots play Super Bowls and you beat whoever you play. Um, you stop you stop that stuff right now. <laughs> but for me, Tom Brady never hurt me. You know who hurt me? Aaron fucking Rodgers hurt me. <laughs> Rodgers hurt me. The Packers hurt me. Mason Crosby's fucking Tony f- right. So like, Rodgers hurts me. I have I have that hate, but I also have hate for my own defensive coaching staff and scheme and players. So it's not just Rodgers that has hurt me. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, I I have Rogers hurt. I don't have I don't have Brady hurt. Um, but yeah, it's it's you know the 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 Packers got their guy for this year. That's what we know that that he is he is there. It's going to be a situation that we see what happens beyond this season. Um, and possibly I guess depending, you know, I said before last season, and uh, it was a a big foot in mouth situation where I thought if the Packers didn't perform well last year that Rodgers could have been on the move last year. If they're not performing well this year, guys, do you see a scenario where they're like, well, we know where this is going. Let's try and get something out of it. Do you think Aaron Rodgers could be on the move if the, if the situation, if the, let's say we're, we're, we're late October and, and the Packers are sub 500 current season. Well, no, I I don't think they have been in the middle of the year. You don't see I, him moving this year at all. Even if they want to, I think I think that they'll wait till the year is over. I um, the caveat a lot. First of all, there's two. One, I wonder if Aaron Rodgers' contract allows for that. That's my first question. Two, right. The caveat I will say is that it's possible, but it will be because Aaron Rodgers signs off on it. In other words, if he goes out there like the week they played the Buccaneers in the regular season and just quits when it goes off to a bad start. Um, Wow, what a metaphor. Um, (laughs) Then that's the way it would happen. Um, Sure, I don't see it as much as as I've – and I'm not an Aaron Rodgers hater, by the way. Listen, I already think he's the best quarterback in Packer history. Um, And no far fans, he's only third behind Bart Starr, know your role. Um, But – yeah, that's the only scenario I really see it happening, but I'm not going to rule it out. Sure. Yeah, you know. people people the the thing I've always said about uh, about Favre um is he benefited Over. from the fact that they won a Super Bowl. He's and a he's a guns 
he's a gunslinger who won a Super Bowl. Yeah, you know, it, it, you know, I get it. Yeah, but I mean, if he doesn't win that Super Bowl, I think I think that Brett Favre has looked at a a whole hell of a lot differently. Oh yeah, he, yeah. He, if without carry him through that through all of his uh, shenanigans, I'll still take the Marino with the Brett Favre. Sorry. Oh, easily. Yeah. I, and we all breathe oxygen. Next question. <laughs> the sky is blue, grass is green, water wet. All right. Um, Ernest Wall is green. Or excuse me, Greg. 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 champion. There we go. Um, <laughs> one of the biggest stories coming into this uh, this year, this training camp, obviously, we know it's it's been one of the big stories over the last year and a half, in, in not only in sports, in the world. Um, but last year we saw rescheduling of games, moving of games. This year, um, the with as part of the lengthy – uh covid protocols and, and everything this year um no rescheduling of games this year if there's a certain degree of uh of, of positive test game can't be played uh there will be a a forfeit a team will get a loss the other team will get a win uh nobody's paid um if if games are are canceled um game well not canceled forfeited i should say um, you know, we've, we've seen a lot of, we've seen a lot of player reaction to it. And I mean, we've seen the Cole Beasley's of the world. We've seen, a, um, a, a other guys that have come out. Where do you guys sit with, with, with the NFL protocol? I mean, the, it, I go back to what I said a year ago. Once, once the season gets underway, there, there is a, a lot of money and there is a lot of responsibility for the league, for these teams, to make sure you get to the finish line once you once you start that race, um, and and this is a business. This is a business that is protecting itself. You know, we're seeing already in, just in the world of mask mandates returning and businesses requiring masks for employees, for visitors, this and that. Um, the, the the NFL is no different. They they are in the business of protecting themselves and making sure they get to the finish line, and that's what this is. And and my my stance on these guys are like. You know, I'd rather retire than take a vaccine. Well, if that's what you want to do, they're not forcing you. But if that if that's really the, the stance you want to take, man, go ahead and do it. Like that's your choice. Your sport, your choice. Yeah, know? exactly. You know, like there's people in this world. I am one of them that I lost my job to this pandemic. I didn't have the choice. The choice was taken from me. These players have a choice. People that you know, work in industries that are said vaccination or you lose your job. But those people have a choice. And that's not even what the NFL is saying. The NFL, they're, they're, you know, if you reach a certain threshold of vaccination, that yes, there's a different set of rules, but it's based on science. I really believe that come hell and high water, the, the, the amount of players that are still on the fence or not doing vaccination at all, that will ratchet up as we, as we get through this preseason. That number will increase. Players will, will get vaccinated because at the end of the day, it comes on the money, and you, you don't want to risk losing money. And players will see the the bottom line is the bottom line. The main thing is the main thing. And if if that's what it takes to to to, to get a, get your paycheck, get your game check, whatever, they'll get vaccinated. Look, so I, look I, at I, I am not worried about that at this point. All this stuff the players are saying now, the Cole Beasley's of the world, and all these guys, it's all posturing. And in the, the day, they 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 they're gonna have to they're, they're gonna get they're gonna put put up a shut up at this point. I mean, look at Washington. They had their mini outbreak over this last week, and and we're already seeing the numbers of. Unvaccinated players getting vaccinated, taking up. When it comes on the money at the end of the day, exactly. Game, you know, the games are working now, guys. The game is all fun and games in, in in April, May, and June. When like, oh, I don't know, get vaccinated. Now, 
NFL turns up the heat now and getting vaccinated, which, by the way, NFL has the right to do that. It's a private business. Absolutely. And I also wonder if, if there's not, you know, because obviously the players across teams have to be talking to each other. And, and the reality it, we're seeing in this first week of guys that have to go on protocol and have to sit out of practices and, and, and things like that, where they're talking to each other through agents. They're talking to each other through their own channels saying, look, if we end up having the games canceled, that doesn't just affect – you, you know, you don't, your team doesn't just take a loss. We all lose money. And like, yep. you know, that if, if, you know, what happens if you have an outbreak and you, and you go out to, you miss two games, you miss two, three games in a season. There'll be natural pressure from, from their own peers. Exactly. You know, so uh, Kyle, your thoughts on, you know, gentlemen, you're both pretty wise, generally speaking, as much fun as I make of EJ and his Patriots fanhood. I do believe he is still a smart man on occasion. Go heat. Bridge. <laughs> Um, but <laughs> <laughs> I had to throw that in there. So, you know, I don't hate you, uh, but, um, uh, man, I, listen, I, um, I can't share your faith in, in that oh, okay. I, there's going to be idiots. I don't think you're going to get, if you get NFL teams that clear 75% vaccination on their rosters, I will, in fact, be surprised. Really? When the Redskins, real quick, the Redskins are what right now? The Washington football team. Sorry. Unacceptable. WFT. WTF. Of course, the black guy gets the SJW thing wrong. Of course. Always. No, um, you know, and it, it's it's unfortunate you mentioned the red tails because they're the example I point to. If your coach mm. immunocompromised because of chemotherapy and you're still fucking blowing it, money isn't going to do it. The guy, yeah, like the guy that that you know helped absolutely change the course of a franchise because he's that good of a head coach the guy and he was the guy i wanted away. god damn it um <laughs> and one score away from toppling ej's boy in a playoff right game. with with we, you know and i mean that defense young oh, well, hungry. Down, sorry <laughs> what that <part? laughs> you, you could not i didn't hear it what doesn't count almost almost don't count no it doesn't but it does when you're the, the name of your quarterback is best remembered for how much it sounds like a beer brand. Heineken, yeah, <laughs> Heineken. But yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I was when I when I saw how low the number uh, percentage vaccinated on on the Washington football team going into camp, I, and um and and kudos to Ron Rivera for literally putting his team on blast, like not necessarily on blast, but like they asked him about it, no. and he like he. I mean, he said he was disappointed. Like, he, you know, like he's frustrated that, you know, he's sitting there. The guy was going from practice to chemo treatments not even 12 months ago. And, and you're, you're not going to, you're not going to at least respect that man in your room. Like, you know, like, like, fuck, that's bad, man. Like, that's not good. Like it's, it's, it's fucking brutal. (laughs) Like and that's just that's where we're at, unfortunately, in this world. And at the end of the day, the main thing's the main thing. When paychecks are on the line, you, you're not getting paid to do the thing you want to do. That's going to wake people up. For well, some, for some, yes. Here's where I'll amend my statement. Um, 
they may achieve that 75% that I'm talking about by the end of the season. They'll crush it. Because because once they feel once they feel the pain, see, that's what humans do. They have to feel the pain before they get the allevi- uh, alleviation of it, right? Insurance companies have 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 resorted to giving the 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 common man checks to encourage regular doctor visits and preventative things, which is essentially what a what a vaccine is, right? Inoculation is a preventative measure. Um, you know, the fact that you could still be in or excuse me, asymptomatic, but still have the disease while having the vaccine and all that other stuff is a separate question. It is a preventative measure that should be done. There is no situation. The government is not using you uh, uh, as like a, a satellite, like Cartman, Eric Cartman in space you know, <laughs> with a TV uh, series or some crap, you know, where jargons get involved and things like that. No. Okay. Um, it, it's, it's just, I'm trying to make all these jokes because as somebody who, who is so tied to the healthcare industry uh, within my family's professional history, it's frustrating as hell to see how stupid people have gotten over it. And apparently Cole Beasley and other NFL players uh, are not immune from it. Pardon the pun. It's comical, honestly. Yeah. It, it's, it, it, it's to me, it, it's, yeah, it's just so baffling that, that, that we're, we're, right. we're still at this point. We're still at these conversations. Um, Andrew, I, l- l- listener of the show, Andrew, um, this goes to college and, and the NFL. Cause we know, uh, a lot of conference. I think pretty much every conference uh, has come out and said with college football, they're doing the same thing. There's no rescheduling of the games. There's going to be a, a forfeit situation. So he said, uh, he he said because I, I put out about people giving us uh, if there's anything else I want to cover. He said over under on games forfeited. I said, well, why don't you give give us a number of games forfeited uh, to COVID protocols, uh, and and then we'll go if we think over under. So he said two and a half for the NFL. So do you think? Two and a half games in the NFL uh, this season uh, forfeited due to COVID. Way under. Way under. In fact, I don't think there be any. Again, I think people will wise up as we get closer. To, I know Kyle's a little more pessimistic, and I, and I get that. But I, I think at the end of the day, people, when, it, when, it, when it's paychecks online, the main thing's the main thing. Bomb line. Hey, listen. On the student of the game report on the Earnestly Speaking podcast, wait. Is it still shameless if it's for somebody else? <laughs> uh, a little less shameful, but yeah, I think I like still shameless. Thanks for the promo, buddy. <laughs> uh, on the student of the game report, you you are always way more uh, considerate and hopeful for the human race than I. This is no different. Um, that being said, I don't think there'll be three games canceled. Um, I think that first game, um, everyone's going to get you know hit up. Um, what will make that difficult is um, that they, they'll be they, they, some of them might experience symptoms. I know I personally, for my first shot, I felt basically nothing, and my second shot for the vaccine, um, I had a fever for a day and a half. So you know, um, for younger players, that's problematic. You know, I've I've even seen, and you know, not 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 to put any fanhood into it, like. Um, uh, uh, um, the, uh, um, I'm trying to remember the young man's name. Oh my gosh. I'm totally blind. Niners? Sorry. What? The Niners? No. Um, oh, it's it's something the Niners. um, no, I, well, yeah, wrong fanhood. I mean, as far as like, um, me covering UCF. Okay. Okay. Um, Gabe Davis, Gabriel Davis, um, a younger player, probably 
can't necessarily afford is missing as much practice time. Now, granted, he has he under his belt, but like, let's say he was coming in as a rookie and then Cole Beasley's doing this. And he's like, yeah, thanks, Cole, for standing up for us younger players who don't want vaccination. Woo. Oh, hell. <laughs> you know, um, or, 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 you know, let's say some, it was something like this with the Jaguars and sunshine was influenced. And now you have a young quarterback who's, who might lose practice time because he's recovering from the vaccine vaccine. Cause he had second thoughts, right? It's man, we can go on and on on this. Um, but at the end of the day, I think it's going to be under three games uh, canceled for the NFL. See, I've actually, uh, and I'm, I'm just as pessimistic about people in society. Um, yeah, your Twitter feed, I know this. <laughs> um, I'm going to go over two and a half. And, and the reason I think that is because, um, you know, let's say, let's say there's a game week two that's forfeited. Now it's real. So there's a laundry list of players across the league that go, oh, shit, we, we are going to lose money here. Even at that point, you're looking, best case scenario, six weeks for that player if he gets the shot today to be fully vaccinated. Like unless I guess, well, I guess if you get the J&J shot, it's what, two weeks, two, and two three weeks. But depending which shot you you seek out, if you want the double dose, you're you're looking, you know, first shot three weeks. I think with Pfizer, it's three weeks. Then you get the second one, so it's, you're six weeks, six to eight weeks if you get the, the the either Pfizer or Moderna. That's a long time. Are you gonna Are you gonna at that point look at your family? Are you gonna look at your spouse? Are you gonna look at your girlfriend and go, look, we got to tighten up ship. You know, we, we have to be more careful or, or th- th- this could get out of control. Right. You know, what happens if, you know, as we've seen cases explode over the last couple of weeks in the States as it is, things even continue to get worse. Now, granted, keep in mind, regionally, those are mostly in two states. Sure. Sure. But absolutely. Um, two, those states also happen to have NFL franchises. They certainly do. So, you know, and all it takes is one team to cause, you know, a game to get forfeited. So, I, 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 I you know, even if players go, oh, shit, we're, we're going to in trouble here, There's, it takes time for, for it to, to reach a certain vaccination status. So, I'm going to go over the two and a half. I hear that. The only reason why I'm not doing the same is because I feel like preseason will provide that buffer of time for that. Injury. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, that's going to be something uh, interesting to watch, uh, obviously, over the next few weeks. College, yeah. he put the number at five and a half. Obviously, m- many more college games. Real quick on this one, Kyle, five and a half, over under. The students are taking this ish seriously. I believe the number that Gus Malzahn gave was 80s, in the 80s, um, for UCF's program. Keep in mind, UCF being one of the programs affected the most in the nation, not named LSU, right? Um, and I've even heard the argument bolstered that it hurt UCF more than LSU because uh, UCFs were closer to the actual start of the season. Um, so I feel like, you know, the, the politics are less involved with that age group, right? They tend to lean uh, less conservative, though, so they're not necessarily affected by the ma freedom, ma freedom um, uh, defense. And that's so the that's the free dumb with the MB at the end of dumb, right? <laughs> I'm not looking to disparage anybody. Like you didn't bring up your favorite uh, caster, Clay Travis, here, so there's no, re- uh, uh, you know, there's no reason to get dirty. What was that, <laughs> uh, 
but um, yeah, I actually have more faith in the students than I do the, the alleged professionals, believe it or not. I think it stays under for college football. The only reason why I would even consider going over five is because there's way more schools and way more games. Yeah, sure. Uh, but again, I'm with, with Kyle. I think the kids are a lot more with it, taking it a little more seriously, you know. So I'm going to go under. I'm, I'm going to be the uh, positive guy again. That's my role. Hey, wait. I was damn positive. He was positive on this one. I'm not saying in general. I'm not okay, saying you well. were positive. I'm saying in general. I mean, continue being positive. Like uh, Nash. He wants to be like Nash. Anyways, <laughs> be, be like- uh, I will. I will. I actually go with you guys on this one uh, under the five and a half because a lot of schools are requiring vaccination. Um, and, I, and I looked it up because I saw it in Brian Kelly. Um, as Notre Dame started practice yesterday, Notre Dame is at 95% uh, of the, of their football team. But I know like Notre Dame is a university. You have to, I think the only way you can come back to school and be on campus, uh, without vaccination is if there is a like medical exemption to it. In this moment, I'm a Notre Dame fan right now. I'm a Notre Dame fan. Mm-hmm. All right. Now it's over. I go. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I want the record to show there are exceptions. Listen, if your doctor says don't take it because wow. you're in a medical situation, no one's bitching at you. So don't don't pull that card. The problem we as a panel have, I'll go ahead and speak on behalf of all of us, is I'm pretty damn sure Cole Beasley's uh, doctor didn't say, well, son, you shouldn't need to take it. I don't think that happened. That's my problem in general. I just, go ahead. Yeah, and if he and if he did, why he didn't say it? That's a gaffe. Right. In your cousin's case, it's a little different. He cites some sort of personal medical thing. I don't know why he hasn't mentioned it being a problem per se, or why he's hiding it. It could be an excuse. It could be something that doesn't matter. I don't know. But just because that's there, I have less of a problem with cousins than I do Colby's. Sure. It's, it's when I saw my podcast last week. You know, the, the, the move shouldn't be if because look, he, Jim and I talked about this before. I had certain reservations about the vaccine before I got the, I got the shot, but the first move is not to go on fucking social media to see what random dork is telling you what to do, what you should yeah, do. I mean, doctor, go to your goddamn doctor. Exactly. Exactly. Period. Have a conversation with a with a medical. Uh, someone in the medical profession that, especially if you have a doctor that you see on the regular, which really you should be doing anyway. Um, <laughs> but yeah, talk to your doctor. Don't watch a YouTube video that, you know, your sister's mother's cousin uh, posted from uh, antivax.com. I'm just saying, talk to a doctor. This is uh, one of those cousins' former roommate. Exactly. All right. Uh, <laughs> a little quicker on, on these next two things in the NFL. Um, you know, we, we last year we saw Dak Prescott's foot almost get snapped clean off the bottom of his leg. Uh, he returns this year. Foot seems fine. He is already out of Cowboys practice with a shoulder injury. Uh, the Cowboys have uh, kind of been approaching it saying day to day. He's going to be fine. We're going to monitor him, this and that, you know, typical uh, team speak uh, for situations like this. Um, but it was noted, and I, I caught this on Dan Patrick on Friday uh, during the Hall of Fame game, Trey, Trey Aikman said the Cowboys are downplaying it, but I think when your franchise quarterback is missing the amount of time he's missing, I tend to think it's a bit more significant than what they have led on. Um, so now, do I think that if this was, you know, mid-October in the heat of the season, would Dak Prescott have been on the field? Absolutely. There is no reason for Dak Prescott to be on the field for the Hall of Fame game, probably period, coming off the injury that he had, but secondly, with the with the shoulder whatever the situation is. Um, but do you think that the, that whatever is going on with Dak and his, and his shoulder right now is more serious? And if so, 
what what should the Cowboys do, if anything, um, to bolster themselves at the quarterback position? If this is something they think is going to linger throughout the year, we can look to last season to what is going to happen to that team if four isn't on the field. What should the Cowboys do? EJ, we're looking at you. Do you think they're do you think they're being uh, purposely misleading here? And and what should they do if they are? I mean, whether or not they are or not, I mean, they're doing the right thing by taking their time. They're saying they're, they're going to take their time. Um, and the fact that you play in the NFC East gives you a lot of leeway because you can go, you know, you can go, you know, two and two, one and two, one and three, and still feel like you're sick of things because, again, it's the NFC East. Okay, I'm a Giants fan. I know how this works. Right, right. <laughs> um, we're, we're not we're not uh, hiding anything here. Right, exactly. So it's not like it's 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 a, 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 a bat breaker for the Cowboys. So they're doing, unlike the Colts, their situation is a little, a little more dire because their schedule the first five weeks is not forgiving. I'm just, just saying. Um, Two NFC West teams. Yeah, Rams, Seahawks, Dolphins, Titans, and Ravens. First Oof, five games. Rough. In the first five? I'm not sure about that. No, no, that's because I, I went through the schedule uh, on my podcast a couple days ago, so I knew I knew my heart. Um, but, no, I, I did the right thing. Is it serious? A- any injury for quarterback should be, should be taking, taken seriously, no matter what. Um, and I think, you know, but I think – they're doing the right thing, not rushing them back. Um, if they feel like they might need to get, bring a quarterback in, you know, bring in Nick Foles or some some of that, some of that nature. I, I don't know. I don't know what's out there currently on on the wa- waiver wire. Who's There's out a there. sick part of me that wants Nick Foles in a Cowboys uniform just because of where but, I live geographically. <laughs> but there there are options, and the Cowboys will be fine. And they're, they're the best to me. They're the best team. The favorites win the East this year, and we'll go from there. Um. Yeah. Listen. The. Uh... The NFC least is the thing, gentlemen. One hundred percent, no disagreement from this from this side. Also, let, let's keep something else in order. Ezekiel healthy, uh, Elliott will be healthy again, allegedly. Um, you know, so I think that's a good thing. Allegedly, think- he's more refocused um, and yeah. intent on running the football like he can, which is thank thankfully, hopefully, that actually happens. I mean, listen, the only one hiding anything about the badness of the NFC least is uh, EJ trying to allege he's a Giants fan when he's really a Patriots fan. That's the only hiding mistake. I mean, my, my, my son's name's Eli and my dog's name's OC. No big deal. Okay, no, I mean. No, listen. Okay, now you're lying because you already know that your children's names are Wes and Vincent, okay? Um, <laughs> how about that for pulling two names out your butt? Real Damn. Oh, <laughs> and yeah, buddy. <laughs> hey, at least I went with Vin- I went with Vince Wilfork instead of like it's, it's oh, wait, he's eligible for a Hall of Fame next year. That's right. Um and he should be, damn it. Yeah, uh, no, absolutely. But, um li- uh listen, I, I I I'm just not panicked, you know. And, and you mentioned the Colts. Listen, I had to rewrite that. It was one thing when when Wentz was hurt, it was another when Quentin Nelson was added to the list as well. Of course, you could read the entire breakdown tomorrow at 10 a.m. when my piece drops with the uh, th- three-point conversion on uh, whether or not the AFC South is more than meets the eye. Um, so, now that was shameless as F, people. Oh. Thank you. Right. <laughs> uh, um, which I feel a certain irony that I'm plugging something for another network on this network. But enough about that. It's totally uh, fine. You're my guest here. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but... Are you really that worried about it, Jim? As as the Cowboys fan resident, like this is supposed to ask. He's always worried about the Cowboys. He's sitting sitting here now, no. I mean, if if we're having this same conversation in two weeks, then yeah, I'm getting I'm oh. getting a little bit more concerned. 
And the point I want to make is get bent, Aikman. You didn't play that much in any Hall of Fame game, and nor would you have. Suck it. Come yeah. on. I, I mean, dude, preseason football is a joke to begin with. Um, but the Hall of Fame game is the jokiest of jokes that ever were joked because the it, it's joke that ever joked. You know, it's 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 not it's it's nothing's real. I mean, I have friends that get hyped because oh, football's on TV. That's fine. You do you, man. I'll be hyped when it's real football. Is is I'm going to watch one play of that game last Thursday. Uh, um, I I I saw it near the end because I got done uh, with my three count Thursday, and I came up and as I was. You know, finishing everything up, it was on the TV. That's the only reason I saw any of it. I was in Myrtle Beach, probably having dinner with my family. Yeah, like it's. I care. I care very little at all. The only thing I care about with preseason football is my team getting through those games healthy. Right. Like you know, but but you, I could, I I care less about the Hall of Fame game than I do about All Star games, which is a whole different conversation. We're a whole different day, but yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not concerned here. You know, we'll see how the next couple of, uh, you know, even this week, I think is going to be telling as, as they head towards the first quote unquote real preseason game. Yeah. I, listen, long and the short, I covered it a number of years back as my first, one of my first credentialed events. And I was paying more attention to the sidelines, watching where the people with golden jackets were walking around than right. I was the game. Exactly. All right, finally, uh, as as we prepare for the start of the NFL season, um, these were just a few names uh, that, that kind of came up. Coaches potentially on, on the hot seat. Um, number one, I mean, is, is the seat ever cool in Dallas? Mike McCarthy, year number two, obviously the, the, the struggles of last year with after the DAC injury. Um I mean, he he was brought in to to turn the franchise into a winner, into a real winner. You know, division titles. You know, we 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 the Cowboys want more. Twenty six, what twenty six plus years since, uh, or this is twenty six years since they won a Super Bowl. So there's a reason he's brought here. If if they if they fail, you know, like I was ten. I'm thirty six. It's been a long time. Um, you know, I. I Yes or no, Mike McCarthy, hot seat. Yeah, it's. It, I mean, it's not a surprise because of who. I mean, if he played in freaking Houston, it'd be a different story. But because of who the team is, it's it's, it's like fucking Cowboys. You're merely on a hot seat the minute you you sign, you sign the fucking contract. This is what it is, man. America's team. You know, is it fair? Probably not. But that this that this. That's how the cookie crumbles with the Cowboys. Y- y'all fools can see Jason Garrett, aka the Clapper. Stay on that 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 team that long and try to tell me about the Dallas hot seat always being hot. Yeah, Bitch but that's that that's one of Jerry's boys though. No, no, no but but what's uh, my exactly. now? The reason why McCarthy is unsafe is because he isn't. But let's not act like there's like you know a constant fire on the seat. That, the only reason why Jason Garrett was uh, constantly on the hot seat is because he sucked. It wasn't really hot. At the very least, he's sitting on some sort of asbestos lined chair and <laughs> probably has a gas. Uh, it's worth the media narrative here to year, though, Kyle. I'm not saying that Jerry Jones, you know, did the right thing. I'm just saying that that, but every year, any, any normal, any normal situation, he's probably fired third third year in because it's Jerry Jones's boy. Come on, sure, sure. Yeah. But you guys were the ones saying it's always hot in Dallas. I'm like, let's tone that. <laughs> All right, Matt Nagy, Chicago Bears, definitely. 
And that's unfortunate, too, because Matt Nagy hasn't been the problem, nor should he be blamed for any of the bullshit that's taken place under one of the most overrated prospects I've ever seen. Okay. Oh, um, two playoff parents in three years. Not bad. With that quarterback. Yeah. I agree. I, I think, I, again, I don't think it's right, but, you know. Okay. Right. Uh, he, that quarterback at one point was better than Jimmy Garoppolo. Who's laughing now? And no, I don't mean G-W-E-S-T-W-L-I-O. I would, I would say who, but it might cause a controversy. Anyway. <laughs> don't get started on that. <laughs> but um, he is on the hot seat, and I have no problem saying he's on the hot seat because you know what? What's going to happen is his brand-new quarterback is going to emerge and start taking his steps as the best fran- uh, quarterback in the franchise's history. That's right, I said it. But also, please consider how low the bar is. For the well, Thank right, I, yeah, that that's fair too. Yeah, I think he, I think potentially uh, Nagy could kind of be the fall guy, but yeah, it's not not his fault. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury, Arizona. Um, yeah, really? No, certainly not. I, yeah. I don't think it's hot. No, is this is, is what second year coming up? It's second, right. yeah, because yeah. he was a rookie along with Kyler Murray. Right. Nah, they made some strides last year. Didn't yeah, get the toughest division in the NFL, I might add. We're more leashed too. So nah, he he's he'll be all right. Uh David Cully in Houston. That 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 whole situation in Houston nah, is, is, is is a dumpster fire, but it's not right. I don't think it's on him. And because of it, that's why he will he'll skate no matter what. Because who knows how long Watson be there, whether legally or just True. straight away. Yeah. So he'll get a lot of leash there. So he's he'll be he'll be fine. Gentlemen, I talked to Patrick Creighton about this uh, with the three-point conversion. And uh, Patrick Creighton, by the way, is with uh, 97.5 Houston, host of the Late Hits show, 79 Central. Um, he didn't ask for that plug, but I gave it to him anyway because he talked to me, and I'm just that easy to please. Um, but he made the Oh, my point God, turkey tits. Oh, I accidentally. I meant to hit a ding. And I, apparently, I clicked on a other sounder as well. No offense, Patrick. No but, offense. Uh, Wait, is, it, is that Patrick Creighton, the former cowboy, Patrick Creighton? What's that? Is that Patrick Creighton, former cowboy, Patrick Creighton, right? I don't know his resume. I'm just, I'm yeah, just. Cowboys, I hate that guy. The same. That he's, listen, he's a lot smarter than Bill Simmons. Anyway, I'm not, you know. Um, no, but the point he makes, and he's absolutely right, is um, Dan, uh, Dave Coley is somebody they didn't want. Nobody else wanted as a coordinator on either side of the ball, but somehow or another he became a head coach in Houston. He is a he is a figurehead, period. And when they become the laughing stock and have a ro- a record of saying mm, three and fourteen is somebody may or may not have predicted. I'm pulling numbers out of the sky, or am I? Check the three point conversion.com tomorrow. There it is. Come on, Jim. Just keep your hand on the damn button. I might as well. It's right here. <laughs> but um um no, he's not this he's who I don't even remember the oh yeah, Freddie Kit he's Freddie Kitchens, basically. Got it. Oh boy, not, that's bad. <laughs> the seat is hot because everybody's damn seat is hot in that uh, front office. And the only way he stays is if somehow that rolling dumpster fire somehow or another keeps plowing its sorry ass down the hill. <laughs> um Vic Fangio, Denver. Um, is he, I wouldn't is he another one? Trouble, but this is a, definitely an important year. Okay. I will say that. I, I will say he's definitely – seat's not warm, 
not cold, but it's definitely keep an eye on that. Is lukewarm an answer? Uh, yeah, I think yeah, it's not a hot seat; it's a lukewarm seat. Right, I don't think it's that bad, but I, I just this uh, it's a tough. It's seat. an uncomfortable toilet seat when you sit down. Yeah, if, <laughs> if crater though, if they crater this year, yes. Okay. Oh, so, oh, so what's the win total, EJ? What does he well, have? To well, I think, I, well, I think the oh, runners this year for them is like eight wins, probably seven, have eight wins. So if they go like four, four and uh, uh, thirteen. Yeah. yeah, that's uh, a, yeah. I'm gonna have a hard time getting used to that. By the way, for the record, fired. You know what I mean? So, like, <laughs> nice. so if it's a four game disappointment, he's out like Ryan Seacrest. Very possible. He he's there. getting the trump. You're fired. There you go. You're right. It's Clay Aiken. My bad. Anyway, that's <laughs> the first time I've I ever had somebody sound hitting sound drops against me. I'm not used to that. Um, finally, the other the last one I had written down: uh, Zach Taylor, Cincinnati. Um, that's a complicated one. Similar to Fangio, here's the problem with Cincinnati though: they don't like paying people. Okay, this is like paying coaches. So I'm gonna say most likely, he, unless they like 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 Fangio in Denver, if he craters, definitely a hot seat. Um, but I think more more likely he'll 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 see it through this year. Okay. Hell, I still don't think they should have ever fired Marvin Lewis, but what do I know? No, um, listen. Lane, though. Yeah, yeah. I um. Can you really? I, I, who, who? I don't know where these names are. Who's conjuring these names or or, or, or not? But Bill Simmons. I don't know. That's me. I'm, I'm, I'm just being a dick. That's all. <laughs> just because you have one doesn't mean you have to be one. Moving on. So, um, <laughs> bing. No. Uh, but um man, thank you. There you go. Thank you. <laughs> uh, I don't need a machine. I could do my shit. Bing. Anyway, no. Um, the, it's really hard for me to say you're you're the, the problem when Joe Burrow was doing so fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um you really need to let this simmer more. Yeah, I know everybody's answers is is but Kyle, what about all the protection they need? Okay, you're right. But you now have a more comfortable quarterback. You have a quarterback who knows more about trying to avoid contact. Listen, this is a quarterback that prides himself on being tough and 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 talks about the toughness of playing uh, in the SEC back in his college days, just a fawn two years ago, right? right. So um, he's realizing perhaps that you know taking hits isn't necessarily a sign of bravery, or maybe it is, but. <laughs> it's a business now, Joe. Let's not try to get the, the, the bleep kicked out of us, right? The bing kicked out of us, right? Um, so, no, I'd say no. All right. Um, finally, uh, had a had a question from Ryan. Uh, he asked about the historically low ratings for the Olympics this year. Uh, Pringle said, fours are awesome, Ryan. Suck it. <laughs> they are, dude. Fucking Arby's, baby. Um, he said, uh, do you think it'll ever rebound or are worldwide competitions like this never going to be as big as before? Um where I look at this is um, my my issues with the Olympic coverage is um, first off, and I mean time change is time change. You can you can only do so much about that when you're you're holding these games halfway across the across the globe. Um, but like I because this year I was unemployed, I I could be watching things in the afternoon and then I tune on the nightly coverage and it's the same thing I just watched a few hours ago on a different channel or if there's a certain sport I want to watch I have to go to nbcolympics.com or I have to go to the peacock app or 
whatever, or you know, or it's just easier to go and find the replay of it on insert, you know, insert service here, whether it's through my Xfinity, through my Peacock app, whatever. Um, that that was the that was the thing for me. Like I would I, I would have games on and things on as they were live or as they were airing, I should say. Some live, some just airing. But it's you know, and I I think the um I think the pandemic ha- had parts to play in this, considering uh, there was obviously no spectators at these events. We all know it's harder to get into watching sports uh, when there's no spectators, especially when that sport is water polo and you don't exactly know what's going on, or you know any insert any Olympic sport you're not used to watching. So. Um, I think the Olympics is a much harder sell without fans uh, in attendance. And I think people uh, this summer getting back to amusement parks, beaches, parks, life, whatever it is. um, So they're not necessarily sitting at home watching the Olympic Games as well. I think for some people, politics plays a hand uh, in it as well. I think there's a lot of factors that went in to um, the the traditional rating numbers. And as we've talked about time and time again uh, on my wrestling podcast three count thursday uh where's that thank you um you know there are a lot more people who don't have traditional television so the the notion of traditional ratings has to be looked at differently because the number the number of people consuming products via traditional television uh, have gone down as well so i don't know if they ever will recover to what we've seen before with prior olympics um do i think they will rebound from this olympics possibly um but again i I think there's a lot more factors than just nobody's watching the olympics that's the clay travis uh angle (laughs) i wasn't gonna say it what do you guys think go ahead ej Again, it's it's this what everything rating wise is low now. Everything, football is still the biggest show in town, but in comparison, probably to maybe years ago, it's it. The, the, the problem is also it, it's there's just more to do now. There's more to watch. Everything is what's going for oversaturated at this point. Yeah. So it's not surprising. It's not surprising. I mean, I think the rating and and Jim, you and I, we go over this too, in in terms of wrestling, for example, all the time, <laughs> week on a weekly basis, about ratings. Right. You know, right. we're never going to get back to that time because, you know, of the way we look at we view TV today, the way we, way we view shows today. Like, for example, wrestling. A little insight column. This, like, I, I other than AEW Dynamite now in the last couple of weeks, I've not been doing this. I don't watch any of these wrestling shows live. Like like see the Olympics. The Olympics were was it on like fourteen hour delay? Uh, what, what it was so you. It's just the way everything's permanent now. You're not gonna get anywhere close to what you had back in nineteen eighty eight, ninety two, ninety six, two thousand. Yeah. It, so we we need to kind of embrace where we're at now. You know everything's not on demand. You know it's. I don't know. Is it? Is it's, it's almost a tired, tired trop now. As like you talk about this, like ratings is just not. We're just not there anymore. First of all, sir, I'll remind you that amongst the retirement portfolio between me and Mrs. of the game, um, that the WWE Network is among the stocks we hold. So I know a few things about them having their own network, bitch. 
Anyway, <laughs> WWE style by calling you a bitch. That's what The Rock did. Anyways, um, I'm talking about WWE ratings in general, not not, not the sure, network, sure, like sure, sure. Fox and TNT. Right, and and the fact that they have their own network puts them in a very interesting position to where they may be able to control the numbers a bit more. That's me throwing myself in there as a business intelligence analyst by day. Right. Um, granted, the Armatron and the way they did things. It was a statistically significant sample, but still, eh, you know, um, especially now that the WWE has gone as worldwide as it has, too. And, you know, you got um, John Cena making controversial apologies to China and things like that. That's a whole other conversation. Sure. Um, to where? Who, who, who he flies to? Da, 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 to oh, China, yeah. right? China. 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 Oh, we're at dueling Trumps? China. China. <laughs> Where am I? I'm in hell. <laughs> I know words. I had the best word. I'm sorry. Listen, Corona, bro. You yeah. leave Trump alone. Don't be rude. China. <laughs> Don't lost everybody. Don't mess with me, Jim. <laughs> Alan, I'm your worst nightmare. No, um... Good God. I got a feeling every podcast with Jim and I do from now on going forward is going to have dueling sound. We're just going to duel each other on these. (laughs) Your turn. I'm literally going to get the dueling banjos. Thing sucks. (laughs) Yeah, no, you got to play it live. That's what you do. No, no, Kyle. I actually, I've seen it. Do it live. It's the fucking best, dude. His his soundboards are the fucking best, Man. Especially Bobby Lashley was the best. No, the price <laughs> is wrong, bitch. <laughs> to try to save the host from his own show. <laughs> and put it back on track. No, I um the thing I think that's being left out of a lot of this is a couple mm-hmm. things. And granted, like if they're comparing it to last year's Summer Olympics, that's obviously not a good comparison because 14 hour differences matter. Okay, don't we can't really just shrug that off. Yeah. Um, however, a couple other questions. I believe the previous Olympics might have had Michael Phelps, question mark, or some other big name, okay? The NBA team that is the uh, 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 Team America, not a thing, okay? They're less world police now and more, well, they're not good is what I'm saying. Oh, my God. (laughs) That's what I'm talking about. He has everything, dude. He has everything. Like, oh, we're police, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, hey, get a Maui one for me. What can I say except you're welcome? Anyway, oh, wait, there's nothing better than this one, though. Mommy! Sorry, <laughs> never do that again, MJ. Um, so we, um, we, uh, damn it. So, like, and, and then you add that to the NBA team, and then. Simone Biles getting the twisties, which I take seriously. I'm not, I'm not saying no, that absolutely. That, but her being probably the foremost athlete um, in America recognizable. Um, and I don't know if you're speaking to American ratings or worldwide rankings, but the American television market is, you know, a big part of it as is, you know, it's going to be the, the bigger consumer basis in this. I, I, I assume he's talking American ratings. Okay. So uh, Simone Biles not performing where she would have otherwise as a factor um and you guys being wwe people wrestling people as it were you know with all your three count stuff in the back down for three count thursday gym bing um the the, he's like son of a bitch (laughs) i think you guys are are really skipping the fact that because we didn't know if this mother hunter was happening or not 
there wasn't hype sure. for it. Yeah, it, it there I, was. Yeah, I barely knew. The only reason I knew was because of my good friend Danny Thompson on Beyond the Buzzer was there to remind me. Yeah, so it's it's certainly, uh, it, you know, it certainly was a challenge going into it. Will they recover? Possibly, but not. Uh, I, I don't think anything will ever be to the level of the the, the peak of the Olympics, but. Uh, that's where we're going to leave this thing. Now it's going to be our real plug time. Um, and, uh, EJ, we'll start with you. Let everybody know what you got going on. Uh, my podcast, wrestling podcast on all podcast catchers, my wrestling podcast, take wrestling podcast. Also on all podcast catchers, fellas, it was fun. Had a great time. I got to run. Wife's calling me. All right, ma'am. You handle that mental health, brother. Seriously. Uh, take you, care. Absolutely, man. Take care, guys. All right. See you. You got it. Kyle, let the people know. Let the I people know Kyle where they Nash. can follow you. Yeah, exactly. I am Kyle Nash, the student of the game. You can find me on Twitter at the SOTG. Find me on Facebook as the student of the game. Find me on Instagram as the SOTG. Check out my work with uh, the three-point conversion. That's the number three. Uh, dot com, of course. Check out my NFC, or excuse me, AFC South preview coming out tomorrow morning. That should be a good time for all involved. Um, I have some other stuff in the works with the three-point conversion that'll be coming out. A few compilation articles, so look out for that. You see, a football season is coming, so uh, probably have some coverage for you there. Um, check me out as well on Beyond the Buzzer, nine o'clock Thursdays. Currently, probably will change that for the NFL season. But in the meantime, you can find me and Danny Thompson doing the damn thing, as the kids say. So uh, when you're done with three count, come and check us over for the sports that aren't uh, live entertainment. No offense. And um, and then also my work with Hilarity by Default and Demosthenes. You could go to Hilarity by Default on YouTube. Subscribe. I've um, got a lot of quality stuff there. And hey, more to come here. We've been recording a lot of stuff, doing a retrospective on the Young Indiana Jones Chronicles. And we recently dropped some more required viewing here. Um, or I should say recorded. It is still in the can. It is not dropped yet. But look for that to come soon. Of course, my work with Old School 101 dot com captain company morning show check them out on facebook and twitch captain company company in the morning with captain Fritill and of course myself where i am there once a week to talk a little shenanigans and maybe a little bit more depending on what's going on big jim always a joy to be in the presence of a celebrity such as yourself and um listen Hopefully you have no problems with any products you own that are made from or made in China. <laughs> yeah, you can. Uh, I want to China. Thank all of you, uh, you guys for uh, joining me tonight. I'm sure we'll be talking here on EJ's pod everywhere else uh, throughout the football season. So Kyle, thank you. Thank you to EJ. And uh, you can, of course, make sure you are following along with the show at huddle up podcast on Facebook and Twitter and on Instagram at huddle up pod. Our home network, of course, NGSC Sports at NGSCSports.com. Our secondary home is the Leap Sports and Music Network, L-E-E-I-B-Sports.com. Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, all podcast platforms, YouTube as well. Uh, Rate and review us on Apple. We would appreciate that. And until the next time we talk to you, which we're going to be firing the weekly machine back up here soon. Stick with us. Follow us on social media so you never miss a show. Until then, stay safe, stay smart, and go for the win.